0: It was going to be another long, hot summer and tempers were sure to flare. The mercury climbed upward toward triple-digit status as the call came in. It seemed like a routine call at first. A bartender at a place called Jake's phoned the desk sergeant at our precinct to report a woman passed out at his bar. That in itself wasn't noteworthy, but the bar was on our way back to the precinct and we were in no hurry to get back to that oven we called our office. Sergeant Dan Hollister and I took the call. We were cruising just three blocks from the tavern and got there just minutes after the initial call. The tavern was located in the seedier section of town on Fountain Avenue, just seven blocks south of the Hotel Rector, which had recently been scheduled for demolition. The rest of the neighborhood could have easily been torn down with it and no one would have complained. Dan parked the cruiser at an angle in front of Jake's and we went inside. The bar was long and narrow with a row of stools against the bar. In the far corner sat a single pool table, its felt worn thin and gray in places. A single fluorescent bulb hung over it. There was a large red and white jukebox in the opposite corner. It was blaring out a country tune by some guy singing how his girl had broke his heart and his scale, too. The bartender, an overweight, balding, dirty example of small business, was wiping a beer glass as we entered. His full-length apron might have been white during FDR's first term, but now it was just two yards of grime on a string. He gestured with his head down the bar. While Dan questioned the bartender, I walked down the length of the bar and found the woman in question. By process of elimination, I determined that this had to be the right woman. This was the only woman in the place. In fact, she was the only customer. I nudged her on her left shoulder with my nightstick. She didn't respond placed the stick under her left arm and lifted. What was left of her chewed-down fingernails showed enough dirt under them to plant potatoes. Her elbows had enough dirt on them to pass for a smoking jacket with suede elbow patches. The woman's head lay face down on the bar, her dirty brown, shoulder-length hair soaked in spilled beer. Her 12-hour underarm protection had worn off 36 hours ago, and she smelled like an open sewer. I let her arm drop to her side and slid my stick under her chin and lifted. It was Mary, all right. Mary McGuire, an alcoholic we'd picked up many times in the past. Some people just didn't get the picture. I eased her head back down onto the bar and noticed a hole in the top of her skirt. It was a cigarette burn hole that went clear through the top and bottom of her skirt and now lay smoldering on the floor beneath her. Dan came over to where I stood, looking down at our town drunk. "'She's on probation, you know,' he said, shaking his head. "'I nodded. Yeah, I know,' I said. "'We're going to have to bring her in. You bring your gloves?' Dan shrugged and spread his hands. "'Guess we'll just have to scrub up real good before we eat, Matt,' he said, looking down at his hands. We each grabbed one of her arms and half-dragged, half-carried her toward the front door. The bartender stood between us and the door, with his palm outstretched— her bar tab's fifty, he said, waiting for his money. Looks like she's tapped out, I said. Charge it. I opened the back door of the cruiser, and we laid her down on the seat. Dan closed the door, and we both stepped back to catch our breath. God, Dan said, how can one woman get that dirty? I've been around three-day-old corpses that didn't stink this much. Hey, I said, she's doing you a favor. You've been trying to drop a few pounds, haven't you? So, Dan said, "'So you still feel like having lunch?' I said, laughing a half-hearted laugh. "'Dan looked in the back seat at the passed-out pile of human debris. "'He pursed his lips, raised his eyebrows, shook his head, and held on to his stomach. "'He slid in behind the wheel as we left the neighborhood and drove back toward the precinct. "'We'd only gone a few blocks when we heard a rumbling from the back seat. "'Mary had come to and was trying to sit up. "'I looked back as she righted herself.' Her eyes opened wide, blinked, opened wide again, blinked again, and repeated the sequence several times before she realized where she was. Her abuse of alcohol and tobacco added fifteen years to her already rough-looking forty-five. She got that glazed look in her eyes and smiled at me. "'I am Matt,' she said, her breath on the verge of igniting. "'Where are we going?'